I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. An eight-year plan to be on the team. And I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro. Right. And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes and they're like, what is this child on? It looks like it was a heavy hit. It's up. It's not up. You know, that's the first time I played like professional. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And there's two Scottish guys and they said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. You looked at me and he says, you guys are awesome. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Rugby Swag. My name is Gift Gift Time Bailu. Of course, this is a show where we talk to people about the things that they've done, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. And of course, keeping you up to date with what's happening in rugby world today. We have today a really amazing guest, uh, one of my friends. I'll introduce a little bit more a little bit later on. But before we get to that, I just want to remind you to please, please, Go ahead and like and subscribe to this. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're just on an episode, definitely subscribe on to the show so you can get regularly updated when we put out a new episode. Um, and of course, if you have any questions, you want to talk about it, anything to that effect, go ahead and check us out on Instagram at Rugby Swag Show, uh, on X at Gift A Bailu or at Gift uh, Gift Time Rugby uh, on Facebook. Get at Gift Time Rugby and of course TikTok at Gift Time Rugby, uh, where we'll try and post more information, things to keep you up uh, in between shows. But I don't want you guys to miss out on this one. I think it's really important in terms of development of rugby. I think with the news about what's happening in world rugby, and I think a lot of people are just really going off about tier two rugby. Uh, it actually starts to piss me off to some extent that so many people are feeling like rugby is over simply because one set of rugby has kind of put themselves in a bubble and like 90% of rugby isn't inside that bubble. Uh, So in the same regard, I do feel the same way that happens locally. Um, If you feel like USA Rugby, your greater conference, isn't stepping up to the plate, but uh, and hence it inhibits the ability to grow rugby the way that it should be. But you also have your own little bubble that you literally can do an impact on your own. Then you need to do it in that because the bigger picture is just a scaled up version of what you do from the smaller side. So in this situation, I've told people I'm an HBCU rugby um guy uh that is my not just my passion project but the biggest focus and um working with organizations uh that help to that effect is something that is very very personal to me and that will lead into this uh, interview and so before i introduce you to who it is uh, i just want to say please don't forget to go also check out healthenhancefoods.com our sponsor for the show um it is the specialty flower store Find a flower that fits to your dietary needs, uh, whether you're gluten-free, diabetic, uh, kidney, whether you want to have a keto-specific diet, um, but you need to be able to find a bread that can actually work to it so that you don't have to be punished for the decisions of others. Uh, Definitely check out healthenhancefoods.com and uh, with promo code RUGBYSWAG, you can get to 10% off your first purchase order. So... Uh, make sure that you control your house in your body. So until that moment, man, let's take it over. Rugby swag and introduce you to our guest for today. 
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rugby Swag Show, where we talk to the people and keep you up to date with what's going on in rugby news, information, and today. We got a special guest for us today. Man, this man has been working in rugby for years. At this point, is looking to change the game for HBCU and Black College Rugby. President for the John G. Robertson and Clive Sullivan Foundation, Rugby Foundation. My guy, the Mike Anderson, yo, Mike, man, thanks so much for coming through. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here, Gift. Man, I, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. I know we've been trying to get this set up for uh, ages, for ages. But, yeah. you know, ain't no time like the present, all right? We can't, we right. can't people waiting for the holidays so that they have the biggest chance to listen without any guilt. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, I, I, one of the things that we talked about wanting to do today was obviously get a little bit more information about the John G. Robertson and Clive Sullivan Foundation uh, and really kind of speak to what they're doing. But I also like to make sure because I'm a big believer that every story is a superhero story. And to be able to understand what the objective and the mission is, you have to understand where the hero and what their origin story is coming from. So for you, Mike, I wanted to ask you, man, for your origin story, how did you get started in rugby? Oh, wow. That's a uh, very interesting question. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, That's the best one, all right? <laughs> yeah, basically, um, uh, basically, I had a buddy of mine um, that introduced me to the game, uh, got me out one day, and he said, hey – you know, do you want to play rugby? And like we all say, what's rugby? Right. And, um, you know, he said, well, you know, just come on out. I said, all right, great. So, you know, I showed up at the, at the field and, and I'm like, what are these guys doing? This, where's the helmets? Where's the pads? Like, wh what's going on? Why, why did that guy just stiff arm that guy? Like, wait a minute. What? Okay. They're not throwing the ball downfield. Like, wait, they're just running back. Wait, they're just running back and forth wait a minute, why are they doing like this big group hug thing and <laughs> pushing each other back and forth over a, a ball? Like, why not just give the ball to the guy and have him run the ball? And I'm standing there and I'm just like, okay, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. This is really, really weird. So um, he said, Hey, you know, the first way to learn rugby is to play rugby. So he like threw me the ball and everyone started chasing me. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm <laughs> running downfield. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Like, this is not. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, I need some. Oh, you, you guys didn't tell me the background information. All right. I, I, I did not. I did not know if I was consenting to this yet. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm thinking touchdown. So I run to the goalpost and walk in. They're like, no, they're yelling. You got to touch the ball down. Touch the ball. I said, okay. So I touched it down on the ground, and then they stopped tr attempting to tackle me. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, um, after my friend had introduced me uh, to the game, um, I started coming to practices and um, started um, learning the game. And uh, it took a while, uh, you know, coming from other sports background, being in football, a little bit of football. A um, little bit of wrestling. And, um, you know, I just started loving the game um, and never left. 
since 19 and I'm 51 now <coughs> and uh nice. I'm still playing. I'm still playing D I'm playing D3 right now in the uh Capital Rugby Union. Has it always been based within the Maryland area or uh did you start in another place and then you kind of found your way over to Maryland? Um I have I started in um Severna Park, Maryland with Seven River Rugby. And then from there, uh, I stayed there for a while. I mean, I pretty much that that's my roots, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I went from there to Baltimore, Chesapeake, mm -hmm. uh, I think about three seasons, three years. And um, and then came back to Severin. Um, and then, you know, throughout travel back then, you could pretty much call a phone number and find out where a team was at and you would go play. Nice. So when I moved to North Carolina, I actually actually ended up playing with the um, Asheville Iguanas for a little bit. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I just started, uh, you know, uh, jumping on other teams, just learning the dynamics of rugby and how it was played and, and the differences and, and just the different people and such. You know, it became more a brotherhood for me more so than anything. Yeah. Um, just because I could go to any rugby team no matter where I'm at, vacation or otherwise, and get a run in at a practice um, or try to jump in a game, you know, try to get 10 minutes or 20 minutes in you know, in a run. So, you know, I started out as a wing, um, <laughs> 200 pounds lighter. And then uh, <laughs> as I got older, and, uh, now I'm a lock. Yeah, know. I was going to say, you know, it, you know, there's always that one meme where it's like when you first started playing, you're a wing uh, about 10 years in, suddenly you might become a center. Then all of a sudden <laughs> you move to the flanker. Now you're inside the lock. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, it's, uh, yeah, so now now I'm just an old utility player. <laughs> You know, hey, man, look, that's that's the inspiration over the long term. It's like, look, we can still see play, even if it's not at the same level, but we can still do some cracking, you know, as it's per necessary. Just, uh, you know, make it about 15 minutes. We, we don't need to go hard for uh, for the full 80. Just uh, give me about 15, 20, yeah, those... 30 minutes max. We good. <laughs> we good. I, you guys do the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Those 80 minutes are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Once you clear 30, you don't recover like you used to. <laughs> Bruh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So let me ask, you know, for you, obviously, like you said, you, you, you've had at least a few places that you've been able to go. And, and rugby started rugby. We're talking about almost 30, a little over 30 years ago. So you've mm -hmm. had a, I, I, the opportunity to watch a lot of this growth over time. For you, you know, as you've seen rugby grow from when you started to today, you know, what has been one of the biggest changes that you felt you've seen, positive or negative, that you've seen from rugby as it's uh, developed? Um, well, on the positive side, I've seen a lot more women come into the game. Um, uh, and I've seen a lot of um, the rugby get faster. You know, the rules changing to make the game faster. Um, I've seen a lot of safety things put in place to make the game safer. Um, you know, with all the, you know, protocols and things of that nature and all the stuff the coaches have to go through to learn, to recognize when, you know, your players are, you know, they're not in the best shape. Um, I've seen the, uh, the uniforms change. You know, when I started, we all had long sleeves, 
Now we got short that sleeves. That lets you know the time period. Hey, not, not, <laughs> not you old, but my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, man, you know, uh, he's long, he sleeves when you start sweating, you kind of heavy, buddy. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very, very interesting. But, um, you know, and uh, as time went by, you know, on the negative side, I noticed that there weren't more of me mm-hmm. in the game. Um, and it was, it was something to where, you know, you, you travel and, and, and you go to a game and yeah, I'm, I'm the only, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only black person there, mm-hmm. uh, amongst 60 other guys, you know? And, um, and then when I did see one of us, it was like, Hey, Hey, or the, or the infamous, we look at each other, we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that nod, you know. So it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> and it was like, wow, you know, it'd be nice to see more of me, you know, around here in the game, you know. And um, uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm here, you know, right. trying to uh, move the needle, so to speak. I don't, I, I know I'm not going to do it all, um, but I want to move the needle just a little bit, just, just a little bit. I think that's always fair. And honestly, you know, with any progression of sport, especially whenever it's one that is both community while also simultaneously uh, trying to be able to develop in a level of commercialization, professionalization and opportunity, you have to be able to do things that push it out of its uh, proverbial norm uh, as it as it may, Um, you know. Like, and, and I'm going to speak on it because I, I think it's really important to speak on those three decades of knowledge of rugby because I think there's been so many phases that we've seen from the early 90s coming into today. Um, you know, obviously we spoke to – you're speaking about the the uh, the lack of black people that have been able to play. But um, from your experience, again, have you been able to see um, at least some facilitation – that has allowed it to be maybe even more favorable or has allowed it to uh, kind of create a better pathway for black people to more enter into the sport in a natural way, uh, both from the sport itself, but even more importantly, and I think we both know this within the culture itself too, that has also been like, yo, I, you, you play rugby, like, I'll even use this example. I remember whenever, you know, back in the day, you know, before my 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 lovely marriage time that uh, now exists because I don't have a life that existed prior to. But in those days, <laughs> you, know, you know, I remember I asked one girl out and I was like, oh, you want to come see the rugby match? And she was like, what? Who plays rugby? Black people don't play rugby. So it's like, have you seen from within the culture as well of black within black culture as well as within the rugby culture, a, a easier pathway into playing? Well, well, the let's go to the first thing. Um, as for seeing um, us in the game and our perception of the game, a lot of us don't know. When I say us, I mean black and brown people don't know. Um, BIPOC don't know what rugby's about um they look at it as okay that's something these elite guys play and they don't want us there um from a cultural standpoint let's just call a spade a spade we are pushed as a people into basketball into football 
because we're being programmed to want those dollars. And yes, I understand scholarship money for your kids to come through and I get it. And scholarships are, are, they're there. They're there at colleges throughout the, throughout the United States for, um, you know, um, people that's less fortunate need aid and help to go, to go play the game of rugby at that college. Um, the, the thing with that is our culture kind of frowns on anything other than playing those two sports. Mm -hmm. I Track mean, also included within that as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to, it's, it's funny that, you know, Jim Brown can play lacrosse and be phenomenal at it and have all these accolades behind it, but very few in the black community know, know him other than football. Right. And, and, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, we, we, we have to, um, you know, make our eyes bigger on the prize. Um, I say it all the time to some of the kids that I talk to and some of the, some of the adult, adult males that I talk to, Hey, you know, if, especially if they're in college, you know, why be a small fish in a big pond, be a big, big fish in a small pond. I said, and who knows, you know, you could excel at this at a greater speed because there's not many of us here. Right. And, and we all know from history, NBA, <laughs> NFL, kind of things we get into and join we kind of we do our thing you know what i mean we just do our thing let's just, just call it real we do our thing and you know and and uh it, it it brings a lot of things to the table um but having us um get into that and change that that mindset uh to put our little culture into it because we all know hbcus are a lot different you know, to how we do things. Um, it's going to take some time. And uh, people like myself and you and the others that will come after me um, that are going to make that happen, hopefully, prayfully. Um, but that big disconnect, though, is not just at the college level. It goes all the way down to youth sports and youth programs as well. U14, U10, U16. Um, because the pathways are not there, um, nor are they marketing to our communities about the sport. Um, and then the coaches as well, you know, I mean, I could count for you, count to you on one hand of how many black coaches there are in the game. And that goes for referees as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a learning curve, of course, but you know, um, all this exists right now. Right. You know, I, I within that, and I, I love that you kind of speak, especially when it comes to the marketing. Uh, you know, I think for me, I've been really advocate, big, big advocate, not advocate, big critique of the almost model for presenting rugby in general. Like, let's even take out the whole community aspect, even just in general. Um, I think even to this day, I think it's still not quite there. It's very, very top heavy. But um, it, there's been a lot of lack when it comes to creating sourcing. Um, we have, you know, some programs, especially within the environment, especially now, you know, like MICR, DICR, um, uh, Cats Out in L.A., yada, yada, that uh, have created a little bit of facilitation within a specific version of the black community 
uh, that has at least introduced them to rugby at an earlier stage and has been allowed to, um, you know, give at least the the option of opportunity and community for a lot of those kids to be able to use rugby to develop themselves and grow out. And I, obviously, I think we, we can arguably, we can easily say this is absolutely dope. For you, uh, you know, as we've seen these, these over your time, that marketing aspect, what part of it would you feel like you would want to see improved upon uh, in terms of providing a better presentation of the sport and it being um, something that shows value for people to enter into it? Because I think sometimes the way that we've gone into it is a little bit different than what the next generation or the kids would want to enter into it or even the parents of them. So for you, I guess, like, what would be a way that you feel like you'd want to see it being presented differently where it shows value while also gives reason to introduce those kids, uh, get pushed into rugby as opposed to, you know, maybe an alternative sport? Well, the value comes, let's just start from the younger kids, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we get more parents, more black parents involved to understand the game. We all know that, yeah. If the if that parent had played rugby before, it's a it's an easy easy sell. Right. Um, if you have some that are like, hey, my kid played this sport, that sport, your sport fits our schedule. We want him to play over here, right. um, and we have to get some education to that parent so they understand what's going on, and then have a good coach that actually understands the game to actually coach um that's just at that level from a marketing standpoint we need to have better partnerships on our youth organizations throughout the whole entire country right. um to partner with the unions that are <clears throat> in that area so they get love on social media they get you know exposure in the community whether it be um you know billboards or or, or some type of highway signage or, you know, um, having fundraisers that, you know, you bring the kids together as a state or as a county, um, along with also uh, putting out um, training sessions and camps and, and clinics and seminars so everybody can come together and say, oh, it's just not 10 kids. It's really 70 kids, right? <laughs> you know. Um, and that's just this neighborhood or this county out of, you know, eight counties in the state. You know, and this is all hypothetical, of course. But, you know, and then they start seeing the brotherhood, the sisterhood, you know, amongst the girls and the women's teams. And then just how tight-knit we are as a rugby community. Because something can happen in Maryland and it'll affect California and vice versa. Um, and then, you know, and understanding the safety of it. I mean, you know, the first thing a parent sees is they go, oh. Well, you guys don't wear helmets and pads? Nah, that's not happening, you know? And then we talk about, hey, we also have tag rugby as well, right. you know, which is an outlet to learn the game uh, for, for the young kids. So then get comfortable with it. You know, the biggest thing we deal with in that market and in, 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 in the youth market is, is fear. Um, but once we have people that are there that are uh, uh, genuinely caring about the safety of the children and can show that 
and have documentation through Rugby Explorer and such uh, that we all have to go through to get certifications for uh, through uh, through World Rugby. Um, then they start to feel better about having their kid play rugby. Now that's at that that youth market. When you start coming from high school to college, that's a whole another animal, right? Uh, right. And then you got that 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 kid who's seventeen to nineteen who's like, hey, yeah, I loved my rugby experience um, as a kid. I, I made some great friends. Yeah, we're all going to such and such college, <laughs> you know. And then then you have well in our community. You know, we, we're looking at, well, where are the black colleges? Where are the HBCUs that have rugby? Because that's where I want to go to because the my college experience, I wanted an all-black university. Right. I don't – that's where I want to go. So, which is a part of our mission um, at the RS Rugby Foundation is to, to have that opportunity there for those kids that want to do that. Um, but in that, partnerships – with those local unions. And then now let's start bringing in black businesses to support that cause as well through, hey, we're going to pay for, um, and I'm going to talk rugby, a whole kit, you know, which a kit would consist of um, your jerseys, your shorts, your socks, and, and a bag, maybe a jacket or a whole warm-up. And on that, that that local business can put their their uh, their business logo on their phone number or whatever they have logos or whatever, but they're right. showing support. And now we're black supporting black, right? right. Um, uh, scholarships. Hey, um, if you go to my alma mater, you know whether it be Howard, Bowie, Morgan State, Cop, and so forth and so on. This is just in my local area here, uh, or Southern University, or Ramblin' State, or whatever. You know you. You, that, that business, that black-owned business, say, I'll, I'll pay for your books for two semesters, three semesters. What, $3,000 maybe? That's huge. That's right. huge. And now the parents are like, oh, hmm, okay. Oh, and, and he can be a, still be an engineering major, you know, or a scientist or a doctor or, a, or an attorney, one of those higher levels we want to want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, look, this is the Nigerian way. If, if you're not pathfinding through uh, the lawyer, doctor, engineer, or right. uh, you better make the value add. So, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, so, so these are some of the things that, that, that um, I would like to see happen. Um, and I'm doing efforts to make that happen or at least start the conversation and get a foot in the door. Um, but the partnerships are, are, are huge. I mean, um, in my local area, I've partnered with, um, the Capital Rugby Union. You know, I've had a couple meetings already. I've also, um, trying to create partnerships with the, uh, major, uh, major league rugby out there. And also Sheehy Ford, which is a big partnership in that organization. Yeah, and, they, they helped us with the HBC Rugby Classic this past year. So give huge, a lot of credit to Paul huge. and and his his Paul Sheehy. Thank everything. you, thank yeah. you hugely for your efforts, just in rugby in general. But yeah. he see, he sees the bigger picture. Absolutely, you know? game changer guy. Yes. Yeah, Christopher Dunleavy, same same per, you know sees the bigger picture, and that's that that's what we need, you know. But not just here; we need it everywhere, um, to get um, to make rugby diverse. Right. You know, um, and that's that's what it's all about. Through diversity, you know, another element introduces itself. And now we raise as a whole because everybody's in, you know, 
Word. So, you know, at, to kind of transition into that, yo, I, let's talk about the uh, James G. Robertson and Clive Sullivan Foundation, because we are I, absolutely whenever about three years ago when we had Kirill on the show uh, and really the early stages of it, you know, she told us a little bit about what the idea is. And obviously, since then, a lot has happened in that moment. So. Uh, from your side of it, you know, obviously you've been there from the very beginning. I think it's been you, Tozantu Titanwe, who's also been a guest on the show as well, too. Uh, and uh, Sirius Taylor White, uh, Duma Robertson, um, Robinson. Uh, and so from your perspective, you know, tell me kind of how did you guys get started so we can know, like, really what was where we're going to now, almost three, three years later. So, um, yeah. How did you get connected and started with uh, the RS Rugby Foundation? <laughs> so, um, me and T have been friends for a long time. And we <laughs> talked rugby for a long time. And like every everything that, that you know, um, you want to do, everything starts with a conversation, right? Right. But you got two men talking about how can we make things better in this game? I feel like this is one of those conversations that we all have within the rugby community. It's it's the, right. uh, the silver bullet conversation that I think right. John Hughes made it said it. <laughs> right. So so with me and him, we talked and talked and talked and figured out this, and you know, we both knew that it's going to take you know more than just um, you know me and him. We need to have a team. You know, we would have a group of people that you know we can be passionate with about moving this forward and, and, and having some of the same beliefs and things of that nature. And um, through conversation and asking around, things started to develop. Boom, here comes Carell. Wow. So much energy, so much passion, so much drive. Okay. Boom. Step one. Let's start putting something together. So you guys' connection with Kirill was much more of a a random was much more of a meeting of a meet like a friend of a friend kind of situation come together, or did you guys already have a direct connect? Because obviously Kirill had been doing so much with Houston and has been around obviously in the yes. community. You know. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you you see a person who's blazing a trail, and you're like, <laughs> hey, hey, um, um, can, can we talk? Can we talk? You know, I mean. And and she agreed to it, and I mean, you know, we felt blessed. We we're like, oh, okay, great. You know, we got a powerhouse <laughs> hitter here. You know, and, and 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 you know, it started to roll. You know, she single handedly, I would say, and 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 I'll, I'll battle anybody on this, gave this organization traction. Nice. Um, and that's what it was about because it's about time, and she put the time in. She put the the investment in. Mm -hmm. Um. And the organizational piece. She's highly organized. Like, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, whenever you go down her history, it is literally. It feels like a series of somehow I got this, and uh, because of my organizational skills, I absolutely got this all cleaned up together. And then I moved on to the next organization, right. and I have to forget. Right. But because of my organizational skills, I was able to get them all cleaned up and get them together right. And it's right. like, well, right. like, who are you? What what, yeah. what kind of alien did you come out of uh, to be able to have this ability? Because it's wild, different. She is a monster of a person to be able to get things done. It, it is God literally bless her one hundred percent. Like she she she's she's 
she's an asset. You know, I'd rather I'd rather her I'd rather her with me than against me. You know what I'm saying? Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but uh, but through that, and we got the organizational thing straight, and 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 started you know um, getting stuff straight to be a nonprofit, and getting all of the um, stuff you got to do to become incorporated. You know, and then uh, and then figuring out our name. And um, uh, the origins of that and, 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 you know, getting the web page together and and getting, you know, what actually is our mission and drilling that down. Again, great conversations and then adding more people to the mix. Um, and then you're knocking on doors, you know, HBCU doors, you know, and boom, Howard answered. Howard answered the call first. So tell awesome. me before we before we move on from that because obviously Howard I, I I would say arguably is one of the first if you want to say quote unquote success projects that the RSF or uh, RSRF uh, has been able to uh, front and start up. Um, obviously, there's multiple HBCUs out there. Uh, how many did you guys talk to before Howard came in? Because obviously, you guys are also. Uh, doing this smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. So not exactly the uh, most easiest and uh, ideal time to be able to get these things done. But what made Howard uh, a, a focus for you guys? Well, I mean, uh, let's just call a spade a spade. Anything close to D.C., <laughs> you know, it gets the light. You know, yeah. it gets the light. And, um, uh you know, Howard answered the call, you know, and, and we talked to, oh boy, I want to say seven maybe, but it might be five, but I want to say seven. Mm -hmm. And um, again, we're, this is all new. So we're flashlight in the dark trying to figure out our way because we don't even know if we have enough, um, kids that actually are introduced into this that would like it, that would know it, that even want to respond to it. Like, ah, we're not, we're basketball, football, track, we're good. Like, we don't do that. And then also the response back from the colleges, hey, we don't have money to fund that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we never asked for money. Um, we just want to know if you have an interest. Um, and then, you know, um, there are things that are going on with colleges. You know, nowadays, and everybody is every college has their own uh, fingerprint, so to speak. Right. And in that fingerprint, you have people that have their own personalities. And, you know, and we got to figure that out, too, um, as being the new kids on the block. Right. You know, so um, when Howard answered and said, yeah, we want to do something. And when I say answered, I mean, the students of Howard answered. And um, then we started figuring out the pieces of the puzzle within our local rugby community to support them. And so, um, some clubs stepped up. So it, it, it's interesting because, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, we, I'd be documenting, you know, we got, we had, we've had Daniel Davalier and Takunda Rasiki, who I think arguably have been the heads from the student position in leading the way for the men's and women's side, respectively. Mm -hmm. um, what was the, uh, connection with them um, exactly because obviously it's 
very random. Uh, uh, you know, Daniel hat is Louisiana guy with a Howard alumni back legacy who played rugby his entire youth life to happen to be at Howard. And then you got Takunda, who is a former swimmer who, you know, has yeah. a genetic, you know, connection to rugby who right. happens to go to Howard. Like, right. These are very random, very specific uh, personalities and types that you get to connect with and build with and very rare types. So what was what was the how did you guys find them or more importantly how did they connect with you <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> how did they connect with us <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i tell you i tell you the power of prayer works brother <laughs> oh uh, hallelujah baby <laughs> i tell you because uh that that was uh that was all god's work 100 <laughs> um we we did a lot of fishing and a lot of conversations and knocking on doors emails bringing people into the conversation in group messenger chats and um, and going after people to see who could do what, when and where and how from, um, you know, Marcus Wood helping us out with um, uh, finding us locations to practice at, nice. you know, uh, to Kat Rosano stepping up and leaving the board and actually saying, OK, yeah, I'm a Howard alumni. Let me go help coach. Nice. And um, and then just, you know, people fitting the pieces, pieces of the puzzle together. I mean, you, <laughs> you know, having HBCU classic there. I mean, all that stuff is huge stuff. I mean, when you start talking to people and saying, Hey, you're going to be the first to do it at this, in this school, you're mm -hmm. going to make black history. I mean, that's, that's what it is. That women's program made black history for women in that college. It did. I mean, there, there's there's no way to dispute that ever. Right. You know, you have um, the men's club that played a couple sevens tournaments, not believe if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And but they're the first black, all black men's rugby club in that college. Yep. They made history. That stands forever. <laughs> right. You know. So and 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 and, and even speaking to some of these kids, you know. They know it. They get it. Right. You know, you know, spite the sport, spite, you know, everything else. They're like, wow, I'm, I'm going to make history. Right. Yeah, that's that's important to the culture. Right. You know, that's real important to the culture. Um, them two just gravitated to leaders. I mean, honestly, honest, honest with you, both of them just are natural leaders. That's all mm -hmm. to it. Um, I did a uh, interview with her. Um, when she was on Who's the her? field, uh, Takanda. Okay. And, uh, and when she told me like her educational background, I felt completely dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you are super smart. She, she is what? ultimate achiever, ultimate what? achiever. That, I was like, what? That, that is a yeah. woman who's going to make impact in the world. And you yeah. see it already. Exactly. As you say, you're making history already now. Right. So until she enters into the proverbial right. real world and how much I, that's going to be. I'm just happy to be a part of her life, man. <laughs> She's <laughs> going to be, I mean, everything that our that our culture needs. Like I, I, I can, I can already see so much big things in her and him as well. Like I, it's just, you know, absolutely. I'm man, just like, wow. Natural leader. So, you know, back to conversations, 
Now we're having more conversations. Um, we're knocking on Bowie's door right now. Right. Uh, we knocked on. We're knocking on Morgan State's door right now. Um, both of them, two different colleges. How they do things, how they run things, uh, how their organizations are. Same people though. Right. Um, uh, you know, I went to both of them, sat down with uh, you know uh, the people that are the yes people at both colleges, and um, it's just a matter of time. You know, through good conversation and input and answering questions and being available, you know, we we, we have learned in our first, uh, what, two years now mm -hmm. um, of what it takes. And we're still learning. We don't right. we don't we don't have it down 100 percent. We're still learning. But that's the that's that is the beauty of it, because we understand that we we are still infantile in this. But we're making huge leaps and bounds and, and making corrections as we're going to make things better, right. you know, uh, especially with the relationships we're trying to form now as well. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, you guys, you guys are still trying to figure it out, trying to trying to, um, you know, work on it along the way. And obviously you, you, you take the experiences for you everything gets figured out or you guys have a plan. What exactly is it that you guys want to be known to achieve at? Is it that we are there to, for example, support the HBCUs? Are we a startup program? Are we uh, just build relationships and be a resource? Like, what is it if, if every, when everything comes together and you guys are working it out or, you know, what is it that the, the, the RSRF wants to be able to achieve and be known to be able to do for these universities? So for the HBCUs, um, we want to supply the resources they need to develop, grow, and flourish in the game of rugby. Yeah. Um, and we want to make it sustainable, you know, similar to a lot of other programs that are around. We want to make it sustainable. Um, we are... Um, seeking always outside funding right. to support that. Um, and we are uh, making it so those kids that are coming out of high school that are playing rugby have a place to go that, mm -hmm. are, that are out of our community. Right. Um, and also the kids that are already there at college that never even heard of rugby have a new outlet. I mean, when I was at Bowie State, um, the guy there, uh, uh, um, uh, Professor Dwight, I believe, um, he um, he brought lacrosse to that college. Right. And he said, the more avenues we have as a people, the better we'll be. And wow. and then and, and that's that's huge. Um, you have different companies right now, whether it be Target, Walmart, Adidas, Nike, that are throwing money at various um, HBCUs throughout the country to help foster all that. Right. Um, and, you know, as we look for donations for our organization, we're trying to do the same thing. But um, in, in, a, in a more closer way to the actual game itself, we're, we, we're taking the funds that come in and we're actually applying it exactly where it needs to be at, you right. know, um, and helping the program grow. Um, we had, you know, some people that needed travel. We, we had some people that needed, 
to have more coaching certifications done or coaching certifications, period. Um, you know, uh, to have big events like, you know, hosting, you know, your classic event, you know, um, which you guys were very integral this year and being able to help make that thing happen. Uh, obviously super grateful for that. And that's makes a significance, uh, in, in being able to make those kind of changes. Super grateful for you. You've been holding it down for about a minute. We we're sitting in the back seat. You's up front. You know what I mean? And then we're like, Hey, we got to get that guy on the board. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so yeah, we we're much appreciative of, of you gift and all the things you, uh, you have brought to the table throughout the years that put, you know, um, a black face in rugby, because honestly, there wasn't really, you know, between you and T, there were no one else out there. You didn't see us, you know, and when you saw us, it was like, oh, he's from South Africa, right. you know, and that that was it, um, you know. So um, for us as the RS Front Rugby Foundation, we're, we're, we're just trying to move that needle, you know. I mean, if we get three or four sustainable teams that, you know, get bigger, better, stronger, that's that's a huge impact to the game of rugby, believe it or not. Because um, now you now you have – it'll be seen by other HBCUs throughout the country, and, you know, you, you know how competitive we are, you know. Yeah. so i'm kind of waiting for uh uh, another all women's uh hbc rugby team to pop up and another one and another one man uh you know we even we got men that are you know we got brothers that are down in 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 uh in the south right now that are i mean it's it's coming the south is yeah, them boys are coming. Them, them, them men. They ain't playing. They play. Man, some shout out, shout there, out man. to our guys over at Prairie View A and M, Morehouse, and upcoming Southern University, upcoming Tennessee State. Man, like it's it's mm. it's that the wave is coming through super fast, super fast. <laughs> I watched a video up on one of the Facebook pages, uh, the uh, BIPOC Facebook page, and I was like, oh my goodness, like he just wow, like it was. <laughs> Like I, like what? What he did? What? Like it was? It was just insane. I mean, and, and I don't know. It just uh, it fired me up, man. I, I you yeah, know, it made me really, really push to complete this mission to to move the needle a little bit to to get more of us in the game. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, you know through funding and, and and good partnerships we can move the needle a little bit more. Um, as we're learning and getting through it, you know, the crazy part about this though, because all, all that are involved um, are passionate about the game. None of this is a struggle. All of this is fun. We enjoy doing what we're doing. And, um, and I'm, 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 I am, uh, I get to do this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic and, 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 and just happy to be here. Like, like, wow, I get to do this. I get to help progress you know, rugby in, in my community, you know, um, uh, people ask, oh, how, how do you get on the board? Show up, you know, <laughs> that's simple, you know, show up. Exist and want to do something meaningful. There we go. We, we keep yeah, it simple. I mean, there's, there's no big rocket science to this. And we have conversations and talk because we're all looking at the mission, the, the mission and, and, and the vision of, of trying to uh, make this, uh, this game a better place. 
uh, and bus adding to it. Um, so I'm hoping uh, with all the negatives that are happening at some of our colleges right now that um, I'll get a chance to sit with um, with uh, Bowie again uh, soon. Um, I think I think my trip is down there next week or so and just sit with him and try to figure out some particulars. I mean, the season's over with anyway, but we right. need to figure out next year and what that looks like right. and uh, and figure out how what we need to do to fund that, um, because we the foundation funds the program through donations. We don't ask the colleges for money at all. Um, field space would be great, <laughs> but if not, you know, we'll figure something out as well as that. But, you know, our only goal is, is, is to get the ball in there and get the kids playing with it and to get them to start learning the game. Um, we've learned a lot of things from the, uh, the NCAA standpoint that will probably take place at Howard pretty soon with the women's rugby. And, um, we've understood, we've, un we're understanding how, um, the club program, um, that don't exist will exist uh, with rugby as a, as a first step. But we've also had some classes that uh, uh, some colleges that are, Hey, we're a division one school or a division two school, or we're in the big 12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we want to do it this and bring it this way. And that's fine too. Um, we're just trying to figure out what do you need? Where can we help? Um, right. One of the big things that was, that were missing just in rugby in a whole are toolboxes for coaches toolboxes mm. for players now world rugby has a huge just amount of information you can go get right, right. um and i've been through it and it's great uh so does usa rugby usa rugby has some stuff as well right it's pretty but standard i think even ncr has their own kind of thing as well right 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 but we're looking at having some stuff that are there's some disconnects that that, that exist and we're trying to make those things easier through easier video because like anything else, when you see us in the practice videos, when you see us as coaches and, and, and referees, it's a better, it's a better mix, you know, right. it's, it's, it's a better look, you know, and, 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 and we start to understand it more. Um, you know, speaking on that one, before you continue on, I, I, I you know, I, one thing when it comes to the, uh, being able to show kind of the toolbox or the guidebook to be able to do that. I know one thing that people always get worried about is like, oh, how do we, you know, can we work at an HBCU? How do we fit the culture? Yada, yada, yada. For you, and I, I know for me, I, I've always been like, just treat people like people. Just also understand like, you know, there's 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 uh there's a jokiness. There has to be a playfulness that goes along with this. If you take everything too seriously, it can be too wrong. If you take everything too goofily, it can go wrong. But if you find that healthy middle ground. For you, some of those key marks, and you already mentioned being able to see us, especially in those uh, particular videos uh, that show how to do rugby. You know, for you, what are some of those other toolboxes that you think coaches can use so that you can actually be impactful to developing the kids that go to HBCUs, which is its own kind of bubble environment and are able to relate with the kids that, and, 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 and people, the, 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 even adults that exist, uh, to want to play, but you know, uh, want to be able to play and be themselves in totality. <laughs> so as I said before, every school is, has their own fingerprint. 
<laughs> right? So I, 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 it would be nice if the coach was an alumni to the college, mm-hmm. right? Because culture at all of our HBCUs are not the same. <laughs> Thank you. No <laughs> monoculturalism mono, mono that's your black is not black is not black is not black. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, that 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 that's a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other thing is 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 branding. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to know how to work with the college for the branding. Um on the women's side for the women's teams, there are, you know, some uh, NCAA guidelines that need to be filled out and such paperwork needs to be filled out. Um, on the men's side, there are um, certain uh, protocols need to be put in place, um, you know, just for safety, whereabouts, what are you doing? Maybe, uh, you know, how, what's, what's your grades like, you know? Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's buddy systems. There's just more things on our end that really push towards brotherhood and sisterhood mm-hmm. that creates the, 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 um, the continuity within the team itself. Social events, because we social. I mean, we social. We social. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, we, we, we need to come together. And, 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 uh, and at that point, um, to the coaches also to making sure that they are knowledgeable about the nuances of the game that are not just ruck and maul. There you go. Right. Nah, there's, there's other stuff to that. And making sure they have the best education possible. And it's, uh, I'd like to get to a point where it's in real time. That makes sense. Um, as in, elaborate on that a little bit. So, like, like if a coach is someplace and they can't find a doc or something like that, mm-hmm. it, it should be as simple as you know, hey, I'm gonna send a text message or, or let's let's go faster than that. Let's be in a chat group, and then they can go in the chat group and find what they're looking for, right? Instead of having the login and password and this and that, and you have to be a member of this and that. Now nah, it's right. just too much. Kind it's of more centralization doors. for uh, yeah, it's for just too many doors just- to go through. I yeah. should be able to go to a go to a, a messenger and be like, "Hey, type in um, protocols for concussion." Bang, not right. pop up. Right. Um, video for how to pass so the ball carrier can uh, make the tackler do a side tackle. Right. You know, I mean, just simple stuff like that. Or, hey, where do I buy my scrum machine at? You know. <laughs> You know, um, just, just, you know, it's just little, little stuff like, okay, how do I uh, measure a field out? Where do I put my flags at? You know, um, where do I buy the paint for the field? You know, there's, there's little stuff like that, that we, we already have know that that college is not going to have. So, and then, and then, then on top of that is, okay, you're a coach. Now you're going to need help. Whether it be assistant coach or let's say the word an admin, uh, admin help. Well, now you have to show that admin what to do, where it's everything at. So you can actually coach, you know. Right. Um, and that's just little pieces of the puzzle into that that we're working on um, and, and trying to do that within the toolbox. And then um, the other thing is, which Carilla is actually excellent at, is putting together flyers. 
Yeah. You know, um, putting out material uh, that um, you can broadcast throughout the campus with, I know a lot of them have boards. You can put stuff up at, whether it's the cafeteria or the, um, the book, book room or book sale room or something like that bookstore. Right. Um, and just, you know, Hey, I'm having this event. Can somebody put this together? Boop. You put it out. Boop. Comes right. back. Done. Here you go. Um, and it's not a lot Ooh, of rocket science involved, you know? Right. And that's, that's, that's what I'm kind of looking for in that. Um, you know, just as a coach myself, one of the big things is just trying to be relevant and fresh in that mm. kid's mind. I'm old. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the newest look is on a flyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody out there that I could ask the you know, flyer in. But, you know, uh, location, date, time, and, you know, that's it. And here comes the flyer. Bang. Wow. And you're like, wow. And you put it out. Like, just simple things like that. Um, and then our social media page, of course. You know, um, we are we we do have the Facebook page and we have the Instagram as well. Um, but we have to get to a point where everybody is feeding into that and then taking stuff out of that, right. you know, and having people control that that social media platform to be more relevant and current um, to what's going on in that season um, and in that college. You know, it'd be nice to have it so a coach could or a player could go to social media and say, Oh, there's a game there. I'm going there. Oh, right. there's a coaching clinic there as a coach. I'm going to go there, you know, and I just be ready and accessible and ready to go. Right. Um, you know, uh, I think, and then one of the other things as a coach is ball bags, shields, tackle dummies, you know, Base equipment. Right, right, yeah. right. The field to put it straight out because here's the thing, the partnerships we have, you know, let's say we partnered with like a target or something, just hypothetically. Right? right. And target said, Hey, we're, we're going to say that anybody our organization has an RS rugby code and they get 10% off on mouth guards, cleats and warm up and work out, work out. Right. Like, okay, well, we have the code for that. Now that's in the toolbox, you know, just things, little things like that make a difference, you know? So that, that's, no, that's, I, that's a piece of it. I think that makes the most sense. And honestly, it, it again, it, it creates the, uh, uh, not just a funnel, but as you said, centralization, uh, and convenience, uh, and also the least amount of thinking that a person has to do to enter into uh, the sport, which is, I think people underestimate how important that is for getting people on. It's, it's not about, are you dumb or not? It's people just don't got time. Right. They just don't have time to be trying to think about every little facet. Somebody needs to kind of be uh, the one that, uh, um, uh, that, that correlates that process. So I do like the fact that that is, is part of the goal to, to be able to do that in the objectives. Um, before I let you go, uh, I want to ask you one last thing uh, and then, of course, get the information from you. But, you know, can you give me um, in your time having played rugby, now a coach, as a player, contributor, fan, uh, uh, one of your favorite St rugby stories uh, that we can say on camera that you're not embarrassed. <laughs> For me, I'm all up. I, I want to keep you safe. All right? mm. But, uh, you know, something that, that, that provided you either an opportunity or provided you uh, access into, uh, uh, oh, I guess, an opportunity or access into an experience that 
uh, elevated the way that you saw the world? Hmm. Wow. That's a big question there, buddy. I'm going hard. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I got, I gotta say, well, so, so I have been in the, uh, Capital Royal Reunion used to be the PRU for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met a lot of extraordinary men in all colors, you know, all races and such throughout time. I have to say in our community, because we, we are close that, um, the brotherhood that exists amongst us as men and the sisterhood that exists, you know, amongst the, the women players um, have had me really look at life differently um, from coming from, you know, East Baltimore, you know, you know, via Glen Burnie, Maryland and, and, you know, um, not having a really productive upbringing um, with friends, so to speak, you know, Um, rugby, you know, they say when you're a kid, you know, that particular thing took him off the streets. Well, rugby took me off the streets. Rugby kept me out of trouble, at least four hours a week. That is, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and definitely, my Saturdays were 100% occupied, you know? Um, but the men I played with, you know, when I started playing, kept me in check, you know? Um, I mean, I could yell some names out right now, but I'm not going to put them on blast, but I've had, I've had some very good rugby men in my life that, you know, helped get me to where I'm at professionally um, and mentally and spiritually as well. Um, and, and, and it's crazy now because I'm a coach now as well as, and I still play that, um, there's a level of standard to which I have to be at. Um, and the only reason I'm at that level is because of the guys that, um, have helped mold me in the game. Right. You know, um, the level of respect you have that you learn in our game of rugby, you know, we beat the other team and then we go eat break bread with them afterwards and talk about the game and what happened. And and like, oh, that was great. Oh, man, good tackle. Oh, man, good pass. And and there's not a lot of sports that really do that, right. you know. Um, and, um, you know, Southern River, again, that's my roots. Um, is a big, big piece of why I'm here. Um, you know, I was around when they were an all men's team and they went to having men and women on the team, you know, and the women came into the team and they just excelled. And, uh, and now they're number two in the nation right now. Wow. And it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a part of that. You know, um, just apart by being I'm in the room. Right. Okay. Um, and, and it's just, you know, one of those things to where if it wasn't for rugby, I would not have been here. You know, if it wasn't for rugby, I wouldn't probably have started my own business twice over. I own two companies, you know, um, if it wasn't for rugby, 
I wouldn't have met some of the CEOs and, and owners in, in different industries and companies that I've met. I mean, through rugby, I've been to Ireland and played. I've been to London, just got back and played. Um, so, you know, literally, I owe rugby to my international travel. The reason why I got a passport to play. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, looking back at everything and saying to myself, I wouldn't, I would never have gotten these opportunities in my life if I was a basketball player or a football right. player. Again, I would be a small fish in a big pond. Right. And then, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, people of color that come into this game, um, you know, it, it's a, it's an easy transition. It's not hard, especially if you're an athletic and you have a background you will excel so fast in, 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 in this community of rugby faster than you would in any other sport. Yeah. You know, and it's just, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Carl Iverson, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. And it's, and that's just one of the many, uh, uh, that I've seen happen that it's just like, wow, that, that guy, <laughs> he's running a four, four, how, how fast yeah, <laughs> a rugby ball in his hand, you know? Oh, he's looking, he's, he, you know, he's got hands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He can pass. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I, I say it all the time. Like those guys down south, killing it, no. killing it. I, I can't wait to see what some of those young brothers are going to do in the future in the game. Um, you know whether they uh, go to the international level and join the MLR because the MLR is is growing, by the way, and that's major league rugby. If guys don't know that, um, they're growing. And, and and there's a lot of good players that are gravitating to that uh, from college, um, and hopefully, just hopefully, everything will go up into club programs throughout the nation, and hopefully, uh, we will produce a good side to represent the United States of America in the Olympics uh, in sevens, uh, and also more importantly, the World Cup, um, which with the bracket changes that came about, I'm hoping and praying. That we, uh, you know, qualify. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so if we are qualifying at twenty four. We we just don't want to go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm but I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But I think with the uh, with the addition of different people coming together, because the United States is a melting pot. Right. Um, we can produce what's needed. Um, but again, I'm just here just to help move a needle, just a little bit, just mm -hmm. a little bit, just do my part and say, hey, I I did that. Um, but yeah, rugby, rugby has been everything to me in my entire life. You know, I, I have, uh, I've had a lot of help from a lot of rugby brothers. You know, I, I, I tell people when they talk about rugby and, and the, and the, uh, the non said, um, brotherhood that's there, it's similar to like the Q's and all the other yeah. black fraternities that exist, yeah. you know? Um, and, and they go really word. I'm like, bruh, let me tell you, yeah. I'm, telling you I'm telling you the same you know, like I tell the high school kids, the same kids you've been playing with right now, if you stick it in rugby, you will see these same guys the rest of your entire life. And you yeah. will travel with these guys the rest of your entire life if you yeah. stay in the game. So let's say you get, uh, I'm going to use the word redshirted, so to speak, and they pull you over to another country to play, you know, in one of their lower brackets to play. They pay for food. They pay for travel. They get you a job. You got them aboard. You take your brother with you, you right. know. And you guys start rolling. I mean, it's just little things like that. Like, you know, 
I tell guys rugby's a lot bigger than what you think because we're international. It's an international game. Right. It's not localized as you think. You know, we 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 can say we're we're played around the world. Right. Around the world. Some sports claim that they're the world, this and the world, that, but they're only in one place. I'm not saying any specific sport. Just saying. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> We're working in peace in this moment. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, if you if you everyone checks out the links, uh, we have the give butter uh, support on Mars Rugby. Um, we also have the face pa- uh, Facebook page up there as well. And also some little about myself and some of the board members on the foundation. If anyone is interested to um, speak to me or have a one-on-one, please go to the Facebook page and hit me with a DM. Um, if you're interested, actually, say the Facebook page out loud because this is both audio and visual. You know, oh. you need to hear you, all right? You, you get... <laughs> <laughs> don't assume for these people, all right? Convenience. So, so if you. Go to the uh, RS Rugby Foundation uh, on Facebook. We should pop up. Um, You can Google us through the Robertson and Sullivan Rugby Foundation as well. Um, We should pop up. That's our.org. The quickest way to contact us is on Facebook through DM. Um, If you want to join the board, all ears are open to hear what you got to say. Because, you know, power is in numbers. Um, and if you want to um, donate, it would be the givebutter.com forward slash uh, support uh, support uh, uh, rugby. HBCU rugby? Yeah, HBCU rugby. I forgot. It's <laughs> where <laughs> HBCU rugby. So, um, but yeah, so uh, like if you're listening, and you're going, man, how can I help? Um, how can I donate money? Um, Give butter is the first step. Uh, do we need funds? Yes, <laughs> we do. It's a strong yes. Um, we don't. We, we don't have ego with this. Uh, we will take and help everything. Right, every penny everything counts. Else. Every penny counts. I mean, the money we put in, we the money we help. I mean, even for the coaches, we help the coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're interested in being a coach and, and you are, you attend any HBCU in the country, um, let us know. If if you if you go to any HBCU in the country. Hit me with the DM and we'll work with you to start a program at, at that college. Not a problem. Um, yeah, it's 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 that simple. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, man, I definitely appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much for coming through. It was fun. I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed yourself too. 100 <laughs> Hell, until then, yo, I continue, we will continue to do what we do with uh uh, RSF Rugby Foundation, HBCU Rugby, uh, Black Development in Rugby, and the Development of Rugby overall. Yo, mm. until next time, brother. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yo, Mike, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you to everybody for getting, for taking the time to listen. Hope you learned something. Hope you gained. Uh, but most importantly, I hope that you feel that there is another part of this community that you get to know and understand and develop into something else. Uh, of course, if you have a chance, check out some of our other episodes outside of our weekly updates. Check out some of our other uh, interviews. We've had great interviews with people like. Uh, 
Nia Tapper, uh, uh, Jen Salamani with PR7s, um, you know, uh, Blaine Scully, former captain for USA Rugby, and, and just so many more people, so, so many people. And we're going to continue to try and build this and get more people back onto the show on a regular basis. But in the meantime, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. And, of course, I hope that you are happy. I hope that you are healthy, and most importantly, I hope that you know that you are highly favored. Until next time, cheers.